Hey, Pod Pals. I will explain the Pod Pals thing in a minute. Let me get back to that. But for, first, let me say welcome to Moms Meet World, the podcast. Congratulations to those of you who just found this. You're in for a treat. This is all about strengthening home and family, and we're so glad you're with us wherever you are in the world. Uh, if you're not new, then you know the drill. We're just going to chit chat and have fun and hang out for just a little while. And today we have a super special guest, Whitney, who's going to tell us all about the book, the five love languages and how speaking these languages correctly to the right person, uh, the right language for the right person is going to bless lives in our homes and families, actually in all, in all relationships. So get excited about that. Pod Pals. That comes from an idea I had um, because I was watching a fitness channel called, I don't even know, but the lady is Paula B. And Paula B does a fitness thing and she's really funny. She laughs all the time. She's just intriguing to watch. Anyway, I do her little fitness thing sometimes. Just, I love little fitness things on YouTube. And she is a riot and she calls her people <laughs> her killer bees, which I think is so sort of dumb, but funny. And I thought maybe I should have a name for you guys. So how about pod pals, which is also dumb, but maybe funny. So, um, anyway, pod pals, let's get started. I'm so excited for you to meet Whitney. So Whitney, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a treat and an honor. Oh, it's such a dream to just know you. Um, I still remember your smiling face when I saw you years ago, and I thought, what a happy, peppy, vibrant girl. That's just, a, she's darling. And, and there's that little kindred spirit feeling like, I wonder if we'll be good friends. And then we were. So what, mm-hmm. what do you remember? Well, I just, like, I think like most of us, when we are around Mary Bell, we are in awe of your awesomeness and amazingness. And we, I just remember wanting to be around you, just wanting to any little bit of time that I could get to bask in Mary Bell's glory. I would take it. Um, and I just think for young moms, I mean, I was a young mom at the time with littles. I think we need to be around moms that, that make it, that have successfully done it. And, and I just look to you as this amazing example to me of, of I can be, um, fun and have, be an amazing mom and be an amazing wife and be an amazing friend and serve my, my church and my community so well. And you were just an amazing example to me. So I just remember thinking, I got to be around her. I got to figure out what she's doing. I need to, to get to know her more. And so, um, yeah, I was just always happy to get any sort of little bit of Mary Bell that I could get, um, when we lived on Bainbridge Island together for, for so many years. You're, you're making me tear up here, girl. I love you. You're so sweet. Well, I love you too. We do have a kindred spirit and you know, we've talked about that too. I hope our, I hope our friendship and journey together keeps going and I know it will. I, I really feel that. I feel that very strongly and I'm super excited about that. Lots to come with Whitney and Mary. Stay tuned <laughs> world. Um, okay. So darling, let's talk about this fascinating topic. It's a book by Gary Chapman. It's called the five love languages. Tell us anything you want to tell us about it, like how you found it or especially what those languages are. So I, again, just want to like caveat that I don't pretend to be a five love language <laughs> expert, but I have loved this book and have loved applying it to my relationships with my husband, with my kids, with my friends, with people that I, that I work with. It just, I just feel like learning about how people receive love and give love is really, really important. Um, and in the beginning of the book, 
uh, Gary Chapman talks about, especially with children that, you know, there are situations where children are unloved, but it's oftentimes that they perceive that they are unloved. And I think that's something that as a parent, um, you know, I just never wanted to, I always wanted to make sure I was speaking my children's love language. So there's five different languages. And, um, so the first one is words of affirmation. The second one is acts of service. Um, there's quality time, there's affection and there's gifts. Now he says that often you kind of will notice that you probably, there is a dominant one that you, that that's how you, you know, feel loved by others. Um, and, and oftentimes show love to others in the same one, but not always, um, but a lot of times I think women, especially we're so multifaceted that I think we probably can relate to multiple ones, but there's usually one that you can kind of pinpoint for the people in your life. And I just, for me, that has been a game changer because understanding how I can effectively communicate love to the people that I love is like my life's purpose. That's what I'm here for is to make sure that they love, they feel loved. They know love, they show love. And when I learn how to speak their language, I feel like it's more effective and it's more powerful in their lives. I love that. And you've noticed, I think differences. I mean, not all children in one family have the same love language, right? Right. You see it. Yeah. I have four kids and three boys and they all have a different primary love language that they, that they speak. And so, um, that is challenging. Also a really fun, (laughs) a fun way to kind of figure out how I can give each of them a little bit of their own love language. And I think for me, you know, learning what that is so that when I have those, those pockets of time, because as parents, we're busy, right? We get pockets of meaningful moments to make that, those pockets more powerful to me is when I'm speaking their love language. Loved learning about the five different love languages, applying them to being a wife and a mother. And then even my friendships with my family members and my just people I interact with that I are kind of like in my inner circle. It really helps to know what everyone's, um, love languages. And I, I have only seen blessings and benefits from being in tune to this. So I just want to say that. So Gary Chapman has written so many books about this, about marriage, about children. So he's got, you know, one for marriage, one for kids, one for teens, one for the whole thing. So he's got a whole big, um, you know, thing with it, but basically they break down to five different categories of your love language, um, quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service and physical touch. Now he will, I believe this is true too. You know, most of us probably speak all of this a little bit, especially women. (laughs) I think women, we probably are multifaceted more and we speak more of these languages, but usually there's a predominant one that we is how we receive love. And one of the things that he says in his book about children that I just, I mean, when I read this years ago, still like just brings me to tears thinking about this. He said, the sad truth is that few children feel unconditionally loved and cared for. And yet it is also true that most parents deeply love their children. Why is this a terrible contradiction? The main reason is that few parents know how to transfer their heartfelt love to the hearts of their children. And I just feel like as a mom, you know, I'm constantly wanting to make sure my children feel love, but if I'm not speaking their love language, they perceive to not be loved. And how just heartbreaking is that? 
Yeah. I love that. So you're saying you need to get to know each child. Get to know each child. And I think a great way to start is obviously with your partner, like find out what your spouse's love language is. And so Dennis and I, my husband, you know, we've been together a long time and (laughs) it's been a fun journey figuring out our love language. And my love language is words of affirmation. I mean, I'm like, shoot it up my arm, give it all to me. I'm so needy for words of affirmation. It's obnoxious. Like I've kept every card I've kept every, I re it's super important to me. And my husband, Dennis, God bless him. That is not his, that is not how he speaks love. And he hates speaking love that way, to be honest. It's not his natural ability at all. And this has caused tension in our marriage. And in fact, other, before I met my husband, like my, you know, guys that I dated, I just loved those. Like if they could say the words, I would do the things, you know? And so Heavenly Father knew I like Dennis and I were meant to be together, but we have this disconnect in our language. We don't speak each other's language. So it's taken years of kind of figuring this out. And what I want to say to the listeners too, is don't get discouraged. Like this is something you have to kind of work at and get creative. Like, so for instance, mine is is words of affirmation. My husband doesn't feel very confident in his ability to give those words all the time, but you know what he's great at writing. So he writes me words of affirmations all the time, like in a text message, in a letter, in a card, he might not be able to say it to my face as easily, but he will write it. And in fact, one of my favorite Christmas gifts years ago was we had an advent calendar, like 25 days. And I told my husband, I didn't want any Christmas gifts. I just wanted him to write me a little note and every single and every single little day. And I still, I mean, Mary, I have those. They're by my, in my nightstand. I read them. They're like my most treasured possessions. So I love that you can be creative and figure out each other's language. Now, my husband's love language is acts of service. And I do all the things all the time for that man. And he appreciates it so much. Like he, that's his, he's so happy when stuff is just taken care of. He comes home and things are just taken care of. But if I would have thought it was something else. I could have spent all this energy and time and spinning my wheels doing things that he didn't, that what that wasn't his language. And I think that's, you know, Gary Chapman talks a lot about that in the book. Like a lot of times we get so frustrated because we think we're, we're doing it. We think we're, we're speaking that person's language and we're just making ourselves crazy because we're just wearing ourselves out. Amen. 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 Amen to all of it. (laughs) And we share this. Well, it's slightly different, but very close. So my love language is also words. Mm. Mm-hmm. And my, when I was growing up, my siblings used to say, um, you could just throw her pointing to me. You could just throw her in a closet, close the door with some books and she'll just come out smiling, you know, 10 years later, just cause I was very self. Uh, yes. But the one thing they missed is that occasionally you have to open the door a crack and go, you're awesome. And then close the door <laughs> and I'll be self-entertaining. I'll, I can do the things. I just, I just love to hear that. And, um, so I totally get that. And Tom wasn't, you know, that wasn't his love language either. It's very hard to speak a language yeah. to someone else that you don't speak to yourself. So his is quality time. And so mm-hmm. I've learned that I've learned that put down, you know, drop everything and roll is the expression in grade school for an earthquake, drop everything and go. If he really wants to spend time with me, drop it, go. You're right. I am a super busy mom. Um, we have eight kids, <laughs> a lot of them are grown, but we have eight grandchildren, but yeah. that is his love language. And I end up loving that too. I adore him, but it was very hard for him to learn to speak my language. And what I would do is when we were first married, I would do the dumbest things because I just thought, I've just got to be straight up with them. This is important to me. And I would do this little thing where I'd go, I call it praise pause, Yes, <laughs> pause for praise. And I go, 
you know, just joking with him in a playful oh, way. I'd say, let's, let's pause for praise. And then I'd show him something I'd done, some kind of creation that I had made or, you know, whatever it was. And I'd say, go ahead and, you know, this is that chance. You have your chance now, if you want to say something. <laughs> and I would just give him that opportunity because I think what's hard, do you agree with this? When it's not your language, it's not that you don't want to do it. It's just that you don't remember. You don't always yeah. think about that. Right. Or it doesn't even come into your, it's just not even part of your process. Like you're just not even thinking about that. It's not that you're intentionally trying to withhold that language from. And I think that's what I is so like, when you think about our children is that our, you know, we're not intentionally trying to withhold that from our children, but they will eventually perceive it because we're not speaking their language. We're not filling their tank the way they need their tank to be filled. We're filling their tank, maybe the way we perceive we need our tank filled or the way we, you know, whatever language comes easier to us, you know, um, have you seen differences in each of your children? Like they're, yeah. so I, so he talks about children are, you know, they're still evolving. They're still kind of, you know, developing. So he's careful to kind of put a label on them real quick. Um, and my kids are young. I mean, my oldest is almost 10, seven, five and one, but I have three boys and I'm really, it's interesting to me that the three boys are so different. And I, was thinking, you know, they each have a different primary love language. And it's very clear to me, like my oldest is gifts. And that is a really interesting, um, interesting. I mean, he just everything, anytime anyone has ever given him some, like things are super important to him. Like he just really like, likes things and collects them and they're important to him and takes care of them. Like if we go somewhere, he wants to remember that outing with a thing, with the and he just, I mean, he loves them. And it's, it's interesting to me where my, um, my middle Colin is, um, affection big time. Like he needs, yes, I remember that very, he, oh, and he, from, as a baby, he just yeah. would like, just, I mean, he would caress me as I would feed him. I mean, he just needs all of the physical love, which is interesting because I don't know how that's going to translate when he gets older. Like, I don't know if that's our, how his best friends are going to show him love, but I think even just knowing that, that, you know, I just, when we're getting ready for school in the morning, making sure I'm intentional to like give him physical touch. Cause that's what he perceives love the most. And then my youngest Gavin is quality time, man, that kid, I mean, he's the youngest of three boys. He just fights for that time and wants it so bad. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I love learning about them and, and learning about what their, um, you know, their primary language, you know, what their languages are. And I think the flip side of this too, is that if, you know what their language is, then you kind of can also know, like we have to then be super careful about when we're disciplining or when we're like making mistakes, because then it, if like the opposite is true. Like, so for me, as an example, like words of affirmation are my thing. And I grew up in a really abusive home and what was devastating to me the most, I mean, I used to say all the time, I would rather be, I would rather be punched and hit any day overhearing the horrible words. Like I could not unhear those words. Yeah. And so I think just being aware of the flip side of it too is super important because it's kind of like, it's the kryptonite. It's like their love language. And then it's the kryptonite. Like if you then don't speak that language or you use that language against them, it can be like cut them to the quick. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I hadn't thought about that. You're right. And I, Oh my goodness. So giving people the opposite of what is the very most important to them hurts even more than if you gave them the opposite of a different language. Right. You're saying, um, man, that's very powerful. And, you know, we both believe in God and we both believe in an adversary. And of course he's going to tempt people 
to withhold the thing that, that the other person needs the most. Mm-hmm. So if that person really does need something, they're going to, yeah, they're going to try to get you to not do that, knowing that that will be, be such an absence for them or use in that case, that opposite. And I'm so sorry, Whitney, that you ever had to go through anything like that. Well, I mean, it's just, I feel like I've been so grateful that I've, you know, I found the gospel and I found, you know, I'm, I've experienced a lot of healing and, but I've learned a lot of things about myself and, and, you know, and I think we're all, we're all here just trying to figure stuff out. And, um, it's one of the yeah. things I love about you is you're so intentional. You've, you, I think you've really looked at it almost like you're looking at it on a spreadsheet. Okay. This is what, ha- this is what I experienced. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be very intentional. And a lot of people aren't, they're just like, whatever happens here I am in my life here. I am, you know, but you're like concentrating. Okay. So what can I do to make this recipe work? This cake is going to be delicious and we're well, going to put in all the right things. Yes. This is why I love this concept because to me, it takes, it makes my efforts like gives them superpowers, right? So if you have three minutes with each kid before they get on the bus, if you speak their love language in that three minutes, mm-hmm. that's way more superpower love happening, fill in their tank for the day, as opposed to just, you know, whatever. And I just, for me, I think, yeah, being, I try to be more intentional. And when you're, I don't know, you know how it is, like the busier your life gets, the crazier it gets. You want to make your moments count. Yes. You want to make them, you want to pack them with a punch. And I feel like that's what I love about this is it's helped me kind of make my moments count a little bit more. And I am by no means an expert on this and I don't do this perfectly at all, but I love having this in the back of my mind. And I love being reminded to try to speak their language I every day. So much. I love that so much. And I love what you said about filling their gas tank, because I recently listened to an interview with Gary Chapman and he said, that's a thing you can do, like go yeah. to your spouse and say, maybe at the end of the day, how are you doing with your, using that metaphor of a gas tank? How's your gas tank doing? Are you feeling like it's pretty full with love from, am I speaking your language? And if not, what can I do to, to, you know, increase the volume in that gas tank? Just yeah. ask a question. Um, what a beautiful, humble, vulnerable thing to ask and to answer. Um, it's not always easy, is it? To, to mm-hmm. honor our husband's requests or for love or even friends. I'm learning that my friends sometimes, have you ever had this with a friend? I've, I had a friend once that I still have this wonderful friend, but I thought, I don't even know at one point to be really honest and vulnerable. I wasn't sure if she was going to make that cut into the inner circle of, yeah. you, know, you have your very best, best friends and they yes. have a bit of a wider circle. And I thought, I don't know if she's going to be in there because like my language is words of praise. And I like never ever heard her say anything like that was fairly decent, Mary, or that wasn't horrible or, you know, or that was lovely. Right. <laughs> right. It was just nothing. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe she doesn't really like me because that's the language I speak. And then one time we had an event where I really needed some help and I just, it was too much. It was a, a logistical event with all these moving parts. And then suddenly I turned around. It was the night of the event and she was there, not only there, but she had already cleared her calendar. She was planning for the next three hours after it was over to help clean up, put away and everything. And I just got tears in my eyes. And I thought, wow, that's her love language. It must be acts of service. I I didn't even know she liked me. (laughs) So you you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And I've used this. This has helped me in like, like I said, any relationship where I feel like I really want to put a lot of effort and time into, I'm always asking in a funny, goofy way to the point where just recently I went to visit my sister and she has a serious boyfriend. And I was kind of, you know, doing the big sister, like meet 
you know, vetting of the boyfriend who I loved anyway, but I hadn't met him in person yet. And we, I was joking. I was like, okay, well, what's your love language? Let's get, let's get down to this. And he was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So I kind of explained (laughs) it. And then I jokingly said, well, you better, you need to figure this out, you know, in the morning, just in a, in a cute, silly way. And then, I mean, it was hilarious. The next day he came back and reported, okay, well, I did, I did it. And here, here it is. And I was like, oh, I love you even now before I know your language. Like, this is, you know, this is so great. And so I just, but it's helped me like with my relationships with my sister, my friends, just knowing like what they're again, because we just don't have a lot of excess time and energy, right. And love. So it's like, if I know my one friend, like I had a you know friend recently, like I know that she, that gifts are meaningful to her and she was really going through a rough time and I couldn't be there for her in person, but I could send her something. And I felt like she received that and that touched her and that spoke her language you know, um, and it took a few seconds of my time. I mean, thank you, Amazon, right? A hot second of my time. And she felt loved. Like my sister is, you know, quality time. And I speak to her every day on the phone. That's how she feels love from me. And she knows I'm words and she sends me words. Like, I just think when we learn each other about each other, it just only helps. And, and he says this, he's like, if you don't think this is true, just give it a try. I mean, what could it hurt to try to be more intentional with our love? with the people that we care about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? I, I agree. And then also it helps me not to take offense. Like, for example, I have yeah. someone I really care about who I could tell was giving gifts to someone they cared about. And it wasn't quite landing. It was, it was sort of like she was getting a sort of a cold response, not a cold, I don't know if I want to use that word, but very neutral. Whereas the giver was hoping, aren't you super excited? Don't you love, I mean, I spent like three months picking out this gift. And it was really, because that was her love language, right? Mm-hmm. So when it received very well, I thought, man, here comes this book back and play again. It helps you not take offense when people don't get excited about your, about your language. You, instead of feeling right. super hurt, you can think, oh, okay. They just have a different language. Like, we need to have right. that standing on the table. Yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful for this book. I'm grateful for this man. Apparently he was a marriage counselor for 15 years. When he, when he came up with this book, he had um, seen a pattern. He said over years and years and years, particularly working with, this will be interesting to you with military couples mm-hmm. do that. So he just wanted them to have <clears throat> stronger marriages and they were often separated, but he yeah. talked ways that you can still meet that person's language. Um, even if you're not necessarily together. Right. So I just appreciate what a beautiful, beautiful man he is and what a beautiful book he's written. <clears throat> I know that it's um, geared towards Christian couples, but when I was listening to a, a podcast by Gretchen Rubin, about it, she said, it doesn't really matter. And I guess you'd agree, Whitney, right? You don't have to be a particular faith to get no. meat out of this particular concept, right? It's no, I mean, love is the universal language, right? This tra- love transcends all religion and all like, that's the thing we're all trying to, it's why we're here on earth is to love one another. And if we can't speak each other, if we can't communicate effectively with love to one another, what, I mean. Yep. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Let's do it. Now, what, what would you say to someone who says, well, okay, now I know my, my, my friends, my spouses, my child's love life, but I'm, I'm trying and I don't feel like it's quite working in the beginning. Does it sometimes take a while for someone to believe you're sincere maybe, or that I think so. I think so. I think that, um, I mean, I'll just go back to like my, you know, my, our, my examples, like my life, you know, my husband, my husband 
uses words all day long for work. And so for him to come home and use words feels a little bit, he doesn't, it doesn't feel as genuine to him sure. because he does it all the time. And he is constantly, you know, in situations where he's having to, to use words and maybe they're not always gen- genuine all the time. Does that make sense without mm-hmm. getting kind of crazy? But, um, and so for him, he was feeling like, oh, I don't want to tell her something just because I think that's what she wants to hear. And so I think when you communicate with the person that you're trying to speak love language with so that they understand more, and that's, I think this just is a great way to, a great place to start about communicating your love to each other. Like just by having that dialogue and just by me understanding that that's what he was hesitant about helped us kind of brainstorm and come up with other creative ways to help my tank get filled, help him to feel like he was doing it in a genuine way. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, being authentic and what, what we were both doing and learning. I mean, I don't know, we just had our anniversary and I forgot to get him an anniversary card, which if he had done that to me, this oh Mary, it would have been like, you know, <laughs> the end of the flipping world. I forgot to get him a card. And I, for, and I, and I said, to him, I was like, I got to go run out and get a card. And he's like, Babe, I don't get They're like, they're like meaningless to me. And I was like, <laughs> what? And he's like, I don't mean to say it like rudely like that. He's like, but I know how important they are to you. So I'm very intentional about getting you cards and writing in them. He's like, but for me, I don't want you to stress about it. Don't stress about going and getting the card and writing in it. Don't stress about it. It doesn't. And I think we would have never been able to be that open with each other about it. If we hadn't been on this journey and trying to figure this out for the past 12 years about in our marriage. I love that so much. Like, oh. In other words, it takes time. Like anyone, time. I guess, yeah. maybe, you know, I've taken French for years. Maybe you've taken a language where it, it's awkward at first when yeah. you start speaking it, it's super awkward. There's a lot of, it takes a lot of time and it's no different here, right? It just takes time. Well, you got to practice. You got to try it. Yes. If you don't know how to speak a language and you don't try it. I mean, I know when I was in Japan, I knew a few things, but if I didn't speak it to somebody, it was, it was meaningless. You know, exactly. Yeah. And so I think when you practice it, you feel more confident and you see it work, you see it work, you see it, you know, you see it be meaningful, then you're encouraged more to like do it more. So I would just encourage listeners who are, you know, a, you can, there's so many ways to figure this out. You can buy the books, you can take an online test. You can just, I mean, maybe just by, when I say those five things, you immediately go, Oh, I'm, you know, maybe you already know immediately what you, what your love language is. But there's easy ways to figure this out. And there's so many resources out there about, about, you know, there's podcasts, there's books, there's, you know, but I just did a little online thing with um, my oldest son just a, a few days ago to just to make sure I was tracking with what he was, what his language was. And, you know, and it was a cute little just, would you rather, you know, when you got, come home from school, would you rather, you know, have a hug or be told, you know, asked about your day, like a simple thing. I love this. We have, so know. Resources. we have so many resources. Yeah. You mentioned quizzes online that people can take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listeners, take that quiz. Find out what you are. Um, I wanted to say too, if you don't, if your partner, if you have a conversation with your partner or your friend or your child or whatever, and it and you don't feel on your side like you're receiving it the way you thought you would. And I'll give you an example. That's okay too. It's like, it's part of what we talked about that yeah. it takes time. So for example, when Tom would start using words of affirmation with me, my husband, I thought I would love it, but you're right. At first I thought, this doesn't sound sincere. <laughs> it sounds sincere when you write it, like your husband, he's a good right. writer or whatever. Maybe, but in this 
I, I, it took me a little while to accept what he was trying to go for. And I knew it was challenging for him. So to make it even, even easier, he came up with um, like a little hashtag almost. He lists like, he calls it triple A and each of those A's stands for something kind. And I thought, boy, that's such an easy way for him to remember. And it's yeah. a little bit easier for me to receive him being super gooey and mushy. Even though I thought I, lo- I love words of praise. It, it's easier to kind of sum it up and just that, you know, that's so how, like, I guess what we're saying is it, it takes time. It's okay. Yeah. Work with that person. You, you know, you're going to have some trouble initially stay the game, use technology, find out what's on there. Um, and really pay attention to your, I love what you said, pay attention to your children's love languages as well. To me, that has been, I mean, I had known about this before and I knew about this in my marriage, but then when I started becoming, you know, when I became a mom and my kids started becoming older and I could start to see kind of their dominant language coming out, this to me has been, it's been a game changer for me as a mom to just be able to try to, I mean, cause right. We all want to crack the code on how to be a great parent. And I just like would never, the thought of my child feeling like they were not loved in a loving home to me is, would be like one of the ultimate things that I could just not even, Mm -hmm. I could not even get my head around. It would just be like one of the most devastating things. And so, you know, and then, and to then to bring it back to a spiritual place, you know, at home is where they learn how they're loved and how much heavenly father loves them. Like if they can't get it, in our space, like we're helping them understand it so that then they can go out into the world and have healthy relationships with their future spouse, with their children, but more importantly, with, with heavenly father. Wow. That's a really, really good point. We always want to encourage that relationship with heavenly father. And if they can understand themselves better and how to love better, all of that will connect with God and with heaven. Oh, that just makes me feel chills. That's, that's what we're doing here. So that's beautiful. I think we should end with that. Thank you for that beautiful, beautiful message, Whitney. Fabulous. Um, the way I learned about this in the first place was in a family home evening, which you can look up listeners about years ago when our oldest daughter brought it to us and had us all take the test. But now you have inspired me, Whitney. Now that so many of those kids are married, six mm-hmm. are married, we need to have another family night, an updated one where we have the spouses take the test and we all talk about, and grandchildren, the ones that are old enough to do that and figure that out. And I need to keep that in a notebook or mm-hmm. on my phone so I can remember when I'm ready to do something nice for each of them to do it in their language, if at all possible, their primary language. Not, I should say, would you agree? Everyone has all these languages. Yes. Yes. A, yeah, it's primary. just their primary. To me, it's like how to fill up their tank the fastest. Like, yeah. How to, Yes. Yes. So much. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for coming, Whitney. We're going to say goodbye to all of you listeners now, and we'll see you next time on Moms Meet World. 